Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Joyce Meyer. Joyce is known around the world for teaching practical wisdom from God's Word. She's also a best-selling author. You can watch Joyce Meyer enjoying everyday life weekday mornings on Miracle Channel at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. She's been a friend of the ministry for many, many years. And now, Joyce Meyer will share how God's Word equips you to face the judgment, criticism, and conflict you may receive in life, and will explain how you can reduce the amount of damage negative behavior has on your life. Let's dive into the message. What causes so much judgment and criticism? I bet some of you would know the answer. Starts with a capital P. Pride. You got it. Pride. The only reason why we judge other people is because we think that we're better. We look at what they're doing and we think we would never do that. Our we think we know more than they do. Pride is the foundation for all unrighteous judgment. How many of you realize that if we critically judge somebody, it's almost always because we can do something they can't do. <laughs> and we just don't understand why they can't do it. But they can't do it if God did not give them the ability to do it. Now, I'm not talking about your kids not cleaning their room up and that kind of stuff. But, but even in that, you know, there's going to be some kids that are going to be more tidy than others. I mean, I had a daughter that was a first-class slob. I mean, she just, <laughs> whew, not had. I still have her. And, uh, oh, my gosh, the girl was so messy. It was pathetic. I mean, she couldn't keep up with anything. And you know what's funny? She now works for me and helps keep my life organized. Yeah, she's given herself a title. You know what it is? The momager. She manages mom. And I would have never in my wildest imagination ever thought that that girl could have ever managed anything, let alone me. So I'm just telling you right now, if you leave God alone and let him be God and just pray, You'll be amazed if you're willing to love people where they're at, what God can do to get them to where you would actually like them to be, but they never will be if you keep trying to make it happen. Because you know, the more you try to make somebody do something, the more they're not going to want to do it. Has anybody noticed that? It's especially that way with men because of male ego. Oh, I just couldn't help myself. I had to say it. Seven symptoms of pride. <laughs> a critical person is proud. A fault-finding person is proud. 
a harsh person, somebody who's just hard on people, who's legalistic and has too many rules and regulations about the way they want everything done. We shouldn't be harsh. Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, if you need to correct somebody, do it with courtesy and do it with gentleness. So even when we talk about confronting people or talking to them about sin or dealing with them about something, don't ever try to do it unless, number one, you pray first. You make sure it's what God wants you to do. You make sure you have the right timing because I can tell you timing is everything. You don't want to talk to your man about something when he has gotten stuck in a traffic jam <laughs> and has been on the highway for two hours and he comes in the door mad and hungry and that's when you decide to tell him off. It's not going to work. But I've had instances where I've finally learned. I don't just go talk to Dave about anything I want to at any time. I pray first. Sometimes you pray about it first. God takes care of it. And you don't have to do anything. Imagine that. God answers prayer. And, uh, but then if I, if I wait till I feel the time is right, it's amazing how people will listen if you do it the right way. But you can't go in with a haughty attitude. So you can't be harsh. Feeling that you need to constantly teach other people or give them advice is a symptom of pride. On the other hand, if we are offended by the advice that people try to give us, <laughs> then that's pride on our part. An out-of-balance need to correct people is a symptom of pride. And having difficulty admitting when you are wrong. Do you know three of the most important words that we can learn for relationships is I was wrong. You guys need to practice that. I could tell that didn't go over too good. <laughs> you all looked like I threw a rock at you. Like, can you say that? I was wrong. Okay, let's talk for a minute about rumors. Matter of fact, let's talk about social media and rumors. <laughs> First of all, 1 Timothy 5.19 says, don't listen to an accusation unless it's presented and confirmed by two or three witnesses. <laughs> That was good. We had a good amen from a man up there. And then it needs to be reliable witnesses. You know, it took me a while to get here, but the first thing I say now when somebody calls me with a stupid story about somebody that I love and admire, I don't believe that. I don't believe that, and I'm not going to believe that unless I have proof. And I had somebody do that just... Oh, maybe nine months ago, called me and told me that somebody that I know very well did such and such and thus and so, and I just said, I'm sorry, but I don't believe that. I said, you got your story wrong. Your information is wrong. And I said, if I find out they did do it, then I will confront them, but I'm not going to believe it until I check it out for myself. Good. And so I got right on the phone and I called this person 
and I said, this is what I've heard. I don't believe it, but I want to know from you. It was straightened out within a few minutes. I called the first person back, <laughs> and I said, you were wrong, and don't tell that to anybody else. Now, how much better is that than somebody tells you a rumor, and you're like, oh, I can't believe it. And then the first person you see is, you are not going to believe. Come on, as Christian people, we should not be behaving like that. This is some of the stuff that we've got to get out of the church because it's not God's will for us to behave that way. How much better would it be the next time somebody brings you a rumor about your pastor or, I don't know, me, maybe you're here. Hey, I, there was a rumor on social media not uh, several months ago that I was dead. Yeah, it was out there big. Joyce Meyer has died. I mean, we were getting, did you see that? We were getting inundated with calls. And I had to get on social, I had to get on, do a Facebook Live thing and say, I'm not dead. I'm right here. I mean, let's, let's, I mean, dumb stuff. Let's just say that, that somebody says, well, I saw the pastor's wife with another man last night. Well, Dodo, it could have been her brother. <laughs> could have been her cousin. Why, you know, there's something wrong, deeply wrong inside somebody when they have to say something like that, especially with that kind of a tone. And when you start hearing that kind of stuff from Christians, that's a good indication from somebody that you don't want to spend a lot of time with and you need to get away from. And I think that's a situation that it's perfectly right to confront. If you know somebody in the church that is a gossip, that spreads rumors, that starts strife, if I were you, I would tell them, that kind of behavior is wrong, and I can tell you, it's not the kind of person I want to hang out with. All you're doing is causing trouble. Because if you're party to that, then you become just as guilty as they are. Too many people are hurt by rumors. Too many people are hurt by gossip. And so much of what people say, I mean, there may be some thread of something in it, but it gets so blown out of proportion that it doesn't make any sense to anybody, and it's very dangerous. Amen. Don't listen to rumors. One man said this, rumors are carried by haters, spread by fools, and accepted by idiots. Rumors are carried by haters, spread by fools, and accepted by idiots. His, the, just to give credit where it's due, because I didn't come up with that, his, his last name is spelled A-B-D-E-L-N-O-U-R. I don't want to say it wrong. So somebody else said it, not me, but that's a good, it, it's true. You know, we're being foolish whenever we just accept rumors. And we need to be very careful about just listening to stuff. And there's so much junk on social media today. I mean, it is, it, oh, it can be used for such good purposes, but we better understand that the devil's gonna try to use it too. Don't get on social media and say something bad about somebody else. You don't even need to give your opinion about somebody else on social media. Don't do that. 
How about this? How about before, if before we judge anybody else, we examine ourselves a little bit? I got to read your favorite scriptures on not judging, Matthew 7, 1 through 3. Do not judge and criticize and condemn others so that you may not be judged and criticized and condemned yourselves. Just as you judge and criticize and condemn others, you will be judged and criticized and condemned. And in accordance with the measure you use when you deal out to others, it will be dealt out to you again. In other words, what you give out, you're going to get back. Dave puts it like this when him and I are, uh, we joke back and forth a lot and say things. He'll say, you're putting it on the wheel. And the wheel's going to come back in your direction. Why do you stare from without at the very small particle that's in your brother's eye, but do not become aware of and consider the beam of timber that is in your own eye? Hmm. It's hypocritical, isn't it, when we judge other people for minor things and we've got huge faults. You know, a lot of times that's just an excuse to not deal with our own issues. My dad was very critical and judgmental, and that man was such an unbelievable mess. Oh my gosh, he had so many deep problems in his life. But he, all he ever did was see fault with everybody else. And sometimes if we stay busy looking at what's wrong with everybody else, we don't have to look at ourselves. Now, I want to say a few more things about this thing about opinions and just... We have to be very careful that we don't try to put our convictions off on somebody else if those convictions are not necessarily biblical. Give you an example. I had a wonderful aunt. She's gone home to be with the Lord, so she's probably going to hear me talking about her now, but everybody's happy in heaven, so she can't get mad at me. Um, and she grew up in a pretty strict Baptist church, and I mean, she was full-blown religious person, okay? So there was a lot of things that she didn't believe in. And um, one of them was going to the movies. She didn't, she didn't believe in going to the movies, but yet she would watch movies at home on TV. <laughs> it, it shows you sometimes the foolishness of what just dead, dried religion can do to you. But then I remember her saying things to me when I was going to the movies to try to make me feel guilty going to that movie house. You don't need to go to that movie house. But she'd sit at home and watch movies on TV. She didn't think that, that I should wear colored eyeshadow. So, I mean, this was years ago, but people were putting eyeshadow all over their whole eyes, and I had blue eyeshadow on. She said, wipe that blue junk off your face. You just look like a hussy. Get that stuff off your face. Just get that off your face. Well, I can tell you what, you're not going to go to hell for wearing blue eyeshadow. <laughs> Amen. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Come on. And we all, we all get into this to a little degree. Honestly, can you be honest and say, if we feel strongly convicted about something ourselves, it's very easy to try to push that off on everybody else. And we shouldn't do that, not unless we know by Scripture that it's sin. And even then, you can't push. It's got to be done in love and in the right way. My aunt didn't believe in playing cards. She didn't believe in dancing. 
Oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff she didn't believe in. Oh, she wouldn't, she wouldn't go in a restaurant that had a bar in it. Didn't matter that she wasn't going to the bar. She would not go in a restaurant that had a bar in it. And I remember one day we invited her to go out and eat somewhere. She said, well, I'm not going in that place. They got a bar in there. Well, you know what? She's sweet. She traveled with us for a long time on the road. She kind of came around to a little better way of thinking. But it's, I always think about her when I think about how judgmental people can be. And you know, Romans chapter 14, if you want to learn more about this stuff, Romans chapter 14 is perfect. Paul is using the example of eating meat offered to idols because that was a big deal for them. But he said, look, the, the meat is, the idol is nothing. It's not even a real thing. So if you have the faith to eat it, eat it because it's really not tainted. But he said, if you don't have the faith to eat it, then don't eat it. And don't try to push your convictions off on somebody else. You know, if, if you want to eat a certain way that you think is healthy for you, there's nothing wrong with encouraging somebody else, but you can't try to make them do what you do. As soon as we start trying to do that, even to our kids, it's going to backfire and blow up in our face. Come on. I don't have much longer. You got to get this. Now, how should we respond if we're criticized or judged unfairly? Got to get this part in, right? Well, first of all, if somebody criticizes you, be willing to truly listen. Consider whether or not they might be right. <laughs> yeah, that's painful just talking about it, isn't it? Because you know what we usually do? Right away we get defensive. James 1.19, understand this, my beloved brethren, let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense, and slow to get angry. Be a ready listener. If the criticism that they're giving is correct, probably other people have seen the same thing. So if you want to check and see if they are correct, you could go to some other trusted friend and say, do you think that I do this? My daughter, the one that I said is the momager, I asked her something like that not too long ago because somebody said, I, somebody else in the family said, you do this and this. And I'm like, I don't do that. I don't do that. So I said to her the next day, I said, do I do that? She said, yep, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't criticize in return. Man, I can be so bad about that. Dave will say, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, well, you do, you do. <laughs> and then I say to him, you do, you do. And then he's like, well, you, 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 you. <laughs> Anybody else do that or is it just me and Dave? <laughs> Don't we have a hard time loving correction? And yet Proverbs says only a fool hates correction. I hope that I live long enough to get to the point where I can really appreciate people who Correct me. I think I want to live that long. I don't know. <laughs> I might be way too old. Let God be your vindicator. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I will show to be in the wrong. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I will show to be in the wrong. 
You know, Jesus had a cool way of dealing with critics. And I think it's a good thing to leave you with. You know, basically, he just didn't answer them. <laughs> That's the best way to stop an argument. Just don't answer. Matthew 27, 12, but when the charges were made against him by the chief priests and elders, he made no answer. He said things like, well, whatever you think. You know why he could do that? Because he knew his own heart. When you know your heart, you don't have to try to convince people that you're right. Because you trust God to do the convincing. If they need to be convinced. And I love this scripture, 1 Peter 2, 23. When Jesus was reviled and insulted, he did not revile or offer insult in return. When he was abused and suffered, he made no threats of vengeance, but he trusted himself and everything to him who judges fairly. And the last thing I'll say, when people judge and criticize you, don't get angry. You know why? Because you're playing right into the enemy's hands when you do that. That's exactly what he wants. You know what I think the best thing is to do? And boy, I, I need this message myself. If you don't need it, I'll just preach to myself tonight. I need this. Does anybody need this besides me? I need this. I want to get to the point where I don't ever get angry and lash back at people. But I'm willing to just say, God, I don't think that's right, but if it is, show me. Because you know what? The heart is deceitful above all else. And I'll tell you what, we can deceive ourselves so easy into thinking more highly of ourselves than what we ought to. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Joyce Meyer. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.